Hello. 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 It's an Illini basketball postgame show from No One Asked Us. He is Craig. I am Logan. Welcome in. Illinois goes on the road and gets what is currently a quad one win at Ohio State. 87-75, hey. the final from Columbus. Uh, before we hop into everything, as always, give us a like. Give us just a share. Um, if you're in here live in the chat, uh, let us know what's up. Give us your thoughts. Let us know where you're watching from. I don't know, whatever people want to say, and we'll shout you out. Um, also, we are very close to 550 subscribers on YouTube. So if you're watching this now or after the fact, hello, mother. Uh, hop on in there and <laughs> hop on in there and subscribe to the YouTube page. It would be greatly appreciated. Uh, yes, my mom is here. Hello, mom. Uh, I'm glad you guys got Peacock, you know, just making sure everybody's, uh, hey, everybody's, uh, I'm glad they have internet. <laughs> it's true. We've come a long <laughs> way from, from 12 months from 12 months ago. Uh, it's a whole different world for Tim and Don. Uh, yes, an Illini basketball postgame show. 87-75 is the final score uh, from Columbus. Uh, nice team effort, so to speak, I guess you can say. A um, couple guys scored you know, 20-plus points. Only one other player was in double digits. We'll get into some of the numbers here shortly. A um, couple players that were not very effective, and we'll talk about that too. Uh, but at the end of the day, this is a this is a road win in the Big Ten. Uh, at Ohio State, which is never necessarily easy, but this is a uh, floundering Ohio State team. Craig Schott, uh give me your thoughts right off the top. Uh, how are you feeling? Also, sidebar, I know you're wearing a Bulls shirt, but like red? Yeah. Like that's that's the color you go with tonight? <laughs> like of all nights to wear red? I thought red? about this. I thought about that. Um it was at some point during the game. I was like, huh, I didn't change into anything Illinois today. Uh, but I didn't put two and two together about the red and the Buckeyes. That's uh, fair. I literally just threw this shirt on seconds ago. I Yeah. To, and then I have it on in the show, that so. same thought. I was like, you know, I all every show I wear something Illinois. I was like, I'm just I'm not I'm not going to today. I'm just going to keep what I have right. on and. We're gonna do it, and but I I didn't put the red, the red and red together. I know Io had a good first quarter tonight. Um, for the Io's had a good stretch after. of basketball. Yeah, Io's playing well. So, so that's what we're going with tonight. Um, Circle back thoughts. I thought going into tonight, right before tip off, um, me and the wife had a had a nice beat up spread that's tonight. Right. The wife um, went to uh, went to get some wings. We were craving some wings, so had a nice beat up spread sitting in front of me. Game was about to tip off, and I was like, you know what? It's a road game in the Big Ten. I'm going in with no expectations. Road teams have sucked. Um, I'm, I don't want to say I'm expecting a loss, but I'm going in with a clear head. I'm not going to get discouraged, and this happens. <laughs> when I think like that, this happens. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's as simple as that. I mean, winning on the road has been tough, not only in the Big Ten, but – in the entire country this season. Um, don't not, I mean, don't tell South Carolina that because what they did tonight was very impressive, but uh, yeah, winning on the road is tough. So anytime you can do it, who cares if it's against an Ohio state team, that's bottom half, uh, maybe bottom third of the big 10, who cares? Uh, it was the same situation last year. You went into Ohio state, the Ohio state team, not very good. And you got beat. Uh, by double digits so this team didn't let that happen 
I think this is a different team than years past. Um, and you did it kind of without Coleman Hawkins doing anything. And Quincy Garrier kind of didn't do anything. So, uh, overall, it's a, it's a good win, as any road wins are. Um, this is this is a good step forward. Uh, plus one on the plus minus Big Ten standings chart. Yeah, I haven't seen updated lists, updated stats on, you know, road versus home records in the Big Ten and across college basketball. But as you alluded to, uh, it's not been easy to win on the road uh, in this conference in, in particular. So to get a win like this uh, in Columbus is always special. Um, granted, I'm not sure that crowd really wanted to be there. But uh, let's just run over some of the numbers here real quick. As I mentioned earlier, two Illini players finished at uh, with 20-plus points, Terrence Shannon and Marcus Damask both finished with exactly 23. Terrence, not his most efficient night, but still uh, 23 points, 7 for 17 from the field, 3 for 7 from 3, 6 for 6 from the free throw line. Him and Marcus Damask, neither of them missed free throw. Terrence was 6 for 6, and Damask was 8 for 8. Um, let's see, what else here of note stat-wise? Uh, the other... Scorer in double figures was Ty Rogers, who actually finished with a double-double, 13 points, 10 rebounds, a pair of assists for him as well, and a steal. Really nice night for Ty. We'll touch on that. And then that was it for double figures. Uh, Dane Danger was the next leading scorer for Illinois, who played 11 minutes, which doesn't seem like a lot, but this is the most Dane we've seen in a long time, largely due to the fact that Coleman was in foul trouble for nearly the entire game. Uh, I thought Dane played really well. I thought Dane played really well uh, tonight. Seven points, five rebounds for him. Uh, Went to the free throw line, sank one of those as well. Um, Yeah, and then Justin Harmon, six points. Coleman Hawkins, five. Quincy Garrier, five. Luke Goody, three. And Amani Hansberry, who got some minutes, finished with two points. Drago Lawhorn also uh, played three minutes. Did not score a bucket, but he looked pretty good too in in his mid-sparing event. Yeah, he brought some energy in the first half that was uh, – did, he made some play. Did he make a play? He had a good defensive. Um, yeah, I don't remember what they he, ended up. They ended up calling or... a foul on him. Yeah, they ended up calling a foul on him. But I, I yeah, I liked the three minutes of energy that uh, that we got from him tonight. Yeah. Uh, other side, Jamison Battle twenty one, Roddy Gale Junior twenty. Um, that was pretty much most of their scoring. And then some of the the split numbers here. Both teams finished about 50% from the field. Illinois was 52, 31 for 60 from the field. Uh, Illinois was 41% from three, seven for 17, and 90% from the free throw line, 18 for 20 tonight in free throws. Turnovers were the same, six to six. Um, Total rebounds, Illinois, again, out-rebounds the opponent, 36, 28, 11 to eight on the offensive end. Um Nothing really else sticks out to me there. Fast break points, 11 to 8 in favor of Illinois. Uh, that's largely because Terrence Shannon is back on the court and playing um, somewhat closer to what we had seen earlier in the season tonight. Uh, all right. I know some people are in the chat. Are there any particular things we want to touch on? Um, or do you want to get into some of these performances? Uh, Brant asked a question. A while ago is osu's arena always that empty um i will it's a, say it's I did a big go, arena correct i went to this game last year it is a pro style arena it's not like a um michigan state or an illinois it's it's very similar to what we have here in louisville it, it is a pro style arena that it's hard to make f- the environment lively i feel like it it was not full last year 
I saw Robert Rosenthal tweeted a video. It was not full this year. The team's not performing well. Holtman's not liked right now. Um, but it's a hard it, it's a hard arena to get an environment in. Uh, but I, I don't think this is normal for them. I, they're a, they're a top tier Big Ten program, and they're just they're down on their luck right now with some things. So people aren't going to the games. But I agree. It it looked it looked dead tonight. Yeah, I don't. I want to obviously focus mostly on Illinois in the show because that's what we talk about. But the the yeah. Holtman thing I think is unfortunate because I do think he's a good coach and I do think he's yeah. well respected there. I think a lot of the fan base likes him. I think a lot of the alumni like him. Uh, but what's happening there, it's just, it's not good. <laughs> you know, Ohio State's kind of one of those situations where it should be a top-tier program, but it's also second fiddle to football. So, you know, basketball isn't necessarily as important, so they can get away with a little bit more. Um, but in a con- Big Ten conference that is very top-heavy, uh, it has been for several years, uh, they should be better than they are. They should be at least competing in the at least in the middle tier, um, you know, most always. And they're just not. They haven't been they haven't been very good. Granted, they've had some good players that have come through there that may only last a year or so. Um, but, yeah, this is this is not a particularly good Ohio State team. Uh, but regardless, as of right now, it is still a quad one win. So, yeah, we'll see if that holds up. Which what is that? Number two for Illinois? Uh, I have this pulled up. Uh, there's the third quad one win. Okay. Uh, FAU and Michigan State. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Um, okay. That helps. Yeah. What else? Who else is in the chat? I know we want to talk about some of these individual performances, but is there uh, anything? We can talk about, uh, well, I don't know how much we want to talk about him, but Kai brought up uh, Dane played better as the game went on, but that's the first time Hansberry caught my eye. Three minutes? Yes. For Hans- Four minutes for Hansberry. Um, a big bucket. He missed the free throw, but a big and one. Was that the first half? Yeah, it was the first half. Yeah, it was uh, the first and half. one he for him. I don't think he played in the second half. No, I don't think he did either. Amani, no. uh, Dane got minutes because Coleman was in foul trouble, and then Coleman and Dane got in foul trouble, so Amani got minutes. <laughs> yeah. And I think they both they both look good in, in their minutes. Um, I think this is the best we've seen out of Dane in a high major against a high major opponent all season. Um, yeah. You know, seven points, five boards in 11 minutes, is, it's pretty effective. Made a free throw. Uh, yeah, we have not seen a lot of Imani Hansberry. It's unfortunate, but, I mean, Coleman's playing a lot. <laughs> Coleman Hawkins is playing a lot of minutes. And then Dane Danger is obviously your backup center. So that doesn't leave a lot for Hansberry. And not only is Coleman playing a lot, but Quincy Garrier is playing a lot of minutes. So there's just not a lot of post minutes to have. And then Imani's also been ish, ish, dealing with some – Back issues, back spasms, I believe, was the was the the case there. So he's technically been out for several games because of that. So, but yeah, the both both Dane and Amani looked really good uh, in in their minutes tonight. Really like to see that. Um, and then yeah, we talked about uh, Dre Gibbs Lawhorn, who didn't see much and didn't score much, but didn't score any. But he also looked good um, sparingly too. Let's just kind of real quick kind of go over some of these things. So yeah, let's start with Terrence. Um, this is, you know, I'm not going to put this as an elite Terrence Shannon, I don't think. As I mentioned, he wasn't super effective from the field, but still 23 points, uh, three threes tonight. Uh, he's driving. He's getting to the basket. He's doing he's doing Terrence Shannon things. He's still a little sloppy at times, 
Uh, you can tell things are still going on, and I don't think this crowd was particularly hard uh, or difficult on him. Uh, there was a couple times that I'm sure they were chanting some things, but you know, I think over the course of time, Terrence will get out of his own head a little bit and start to get you know his feet back under him, and I think we're starting to see that tonight. Um, he looked he looked pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't use the B word. I wouldn't use back yet. No, uh, we just no. need to see a couple more games from him. But kind of, it's um, ironic. It's crazy that twenty three points and still not back. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, he hit a three early that I thought really set the tone. Um, I think it might have been the first points, first maybe not the first bucket, but first couple of buckets for Illinois was a three from Terrence, and uh, that's always a good sign to see one go early. Um, I st- I love when he does it. He just the freight train, but that can cause problems. If you get a good, if you get a guy that knows how to take a charge, and I know they're not calling as many charges in college basketball this season, but if you can get a defender to set their ground, Terrence isn't stopping. <laughs> so uh, that's my one concern with Terrence. Uh, his game will come back. Um, he wasn't playing like this the first month of the season, and then he got in that flow really popped off against Missouri and the game before a couple games before that. And then he, the suspension happened. So it's going to take him a little while, but um, what was he from the field tonight? Seven for 17, seven for 17, three, three for seven from three. That's encouraging. Um, We're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's coming. It's coming. Next game's at home against Nebraska. Um, Maybe another 20 point, 15, 20 point game from him. And, and then we'll go from there. But it, it was nice to see him make some field goals because a lot of his, his points since he had come back had been at the free throw line. It was nice to see some field goals go down. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Damask did a lot of the heavy lifting tonight, um, particularly early on when Terrence – I think at one point Terrence was like two for ten from the field or something. He really kind of hit uh, – Kind of got a little more going a little later on in the game. But Marcus Damask was doing a lot. Again, 23 points for him. Um, just kind of doing a little bit of everything. Just, that's just kind of the role he is. Some of that booty ball, some of, uh, you know, grabbing some boards, dishing it out. This is this is the Batman and Robin scenario we've been, we've been looking at for a while. Um, you know, whoever the number one guy is, it's going to happen. But then sometimes it's Damask, sometimes it's Coleman, sometimes it's Gary A. Tonight it was definitely Marcus Damask. Ty Rogers. Uh, Ty Rogers actually played in the second half, which we haven't seen in about a week, at least. Um, double double tonight for Ty. Had a big put back dunk at one point. Yeah, really showed his athleticism there. Um, this was this was a good Ty game. I kind of felt like going into this game that Ohio State was a better matchup for Illinois because Illinois has yeah. struggled. There's two types of players that Illinois has struggled against: the All Conference point guards and really anybody with size and skill. <laughs> uh, and Ohio State really doesn't have either of those things. Um, you know, Illinois defends wings very well because um, that's pretty much what they are. And Ohio State has some players, but they just don't really have those type of players. So it really allowed for, you know, Ty to stay on the court longer and uh, show his effectiveness. So Ty Rogers, 13 points, five for six from the field, did not miss, a, a, only missed one field goal and Three for three from the free throw line. At one point, we were worried about Ty Rogers as a free throw shooter. Remember those days? Yeah. 
Yep. Are you still worried about Ty Rogers as a free throw shooter? No, I said it a couple, uh, like a month ago. I said it. he's changed up his routine. He does the bounce and then he spins it, and as it's spinning, he goes into his shot and it, it's it looks smooth. Um, since Purdue, when Matt Painter pulled out that defensive strategy against him, mm-hmm. since Purdue, he is averaging nine point four points per game. Ty Rogers is in seven games. He's had four games. Three games in double figures: fifteen against Michigan, fifteen or fifteen against Michigan State, fifteen at Michigan, and thirteen tonight. He's also had eight, six, four, and five thrown in there. So they figured out a way to to keep him involved, which was the challenge, you know, because everyone's doing it now. It's not like Purdue was the only one. Everyone now since then is putting their big on tie. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter who it is. And he's still going out and and getting his buckets. Um, and those times that he scored in single digits, um, this was his first double digit game since Michigan. So the three prior, he was scored in di- single digits, but he didn't play twenty minutes in the game. Um, so tonight he plays. What do you end up playing tonight? Twenty six. Twenty six, and he scores thirteen points. So um, they're keeping him involved, which is kudos to Brad for for coming up with a game plan and his staff for for pulling that off because that was that was everyone's concern after that Purdue game is they uh you couldn't keep Ty on the floor because you can't have uh you can't lose that offensive threat. But um I think Ty's played well. Um we're never gonna see him take a jumper, but he's so good and so smart and knows exactly where to go around the rim with with his it seems like every game he has one reverse layup that I'm like how how did he get that angle? Like how are his arms that long to get that reverse? So, so yeah. Do you think that um, changing up his free throw routine and being a little bit more confident with that might uh, add some confidence to his jumper at some point? I'm not saying it happens this year, yeah. but do you I think would, that could be something so. that he takes into the lab in the off season? And yeah. again, I'm not expecting him to, you know, to light it up from, 20 feet but like he's not going to be there, no but is there a scenario in which he could actually you know be somewhat effective you know from anywhere outside of the paint is that a realistic scenario that we yeah. could see in the next year or two i would say that is number one on his off-season checklist is make yourself at least somewhat of a threat outside of the paint to alleviate that defensive game plan that teams are throwing out against us because um, if he can at least step out to the free throw line and hit a three, that that would help uh, open things up a little bit. So, yeah. Hey, um, Illinois, comment in here. They played hey, well. Illinois, <laughs> welcome to the pod. They did play well. Kudos. You Kudos played well. Illinois, you. you played well. <laughs> you played well, Illinois. Uh, we've covered a lot of the good. Let's just talk about the Coleman Hawkins situation. Uh, Coleman was the bad tonight. Uh, hello, I see Philip. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> welcome to the pod, Philip Hugel. Um, yeah, Coleman wasn't good tonight. Coleman was uh, in foul trouble most of the game. Picked up two fouls early in the first half. Sat for a large part of the first half. That's what allowed Dane and Amani to play some of their minutes. Uh, and then early on in the second half, picked up foul number three and then did not like the said situation and then proceeded to run his mouth, picking up technical and foul number four. So Coleman Hawkins tonight uh, played all of, well, he played, still played 25 minutes, which actually is surprising to me. 
I didn't even think he was on the floor, the floor that much. But uh, in 25 minutes, Coleman Hawkins with five points, two rebounds, um, one block, and then the four fouls. So he had literally almost as many fouls as he had anybody, anything else. Um, so this was definitely not a Coleman Hawkins game. Like Coleman, love Coleman. Yes, I yes, the comment that you're showing there from Dwayne. Uh love an intelligent Hawkins, uh, but the bonehead technicals aren't gonna fly in postseason play. Uh yeah, no, that was just Coleman kind of being Coleman. We've seen Coleman take a lot of positive strides in his fourth year in, in, in Champaign, but tonight was certainly a flashback to Coleman of old. Um and, uh, yeah. I kind of agree with what Bardo said that I feel like that was more of a uh, reputation technical because I don't think he did a whole lot tonight. I thought it was pretty weak tonight, but every uh, other 17 games of the season, he's gotten away with when he probably should have been called for a technical. So we knew one was coming. Um, Just happened to be tonight. Yeah, he's he's still Coleman Hawkins, you know, so – I, I agree. He's this team would not be where they are without him. Uh, so you just kind of got to put up with moments like that. Uh, when Sorry, they do. you'd feel you'd feel differently yeah. if this was a loss. But uh, yeah. I, I not I'm not worried about Coleman Hawkins tonight. Um, why? What else is in the chat? Who else is here? What do we want uh, to talk Bootzilla. about? Bootzilla. Bootzilla. What's up? Question. Boot? Are we worried about Quincy at all? Um, I'll start. No. Go for it. Um. I, what I, this is college basketball and um, players are inconsistent. (laughs) Uh, There are very few players in the country that are going to give you the same thing night in and night out uh, for 30 and whatever games per season. Um, One of those players is the national player of the year candidate uh, playing at West Lafayette. And there are a few more here and there. Um, Quincy Garrier is a very valuable member of this team. Do I think he's going to be? Uh, I mean, he had a nice run of however many straight games with double double doubles, and like I think he'll get back to that type of form. Uh, I can understand why there would be concerns. He's not looked particularly good the last few games, uh, but I personally am not worried about Quincy. Um, I think he's a very effective rebounder, three point shooter. Uh, does a lot of things really well. Just you're looking at a, you know, a rough stretch that followed up a really good stretch. It's my opinion. How do you feel? Are you worried about Quincy? Um, we've said this a lot since we started this podcast. What's that? Um, the really good podcasts and shows that get ratings and clicks, their hosts argue all the time. We never do that because we always think alike. I'm not, I mean, for the most part, I'm pretty pessimistic at times. You're pretty optimistic, but I think for the most part, we'd like to stay a little level headed and we do agree on a lot of things. And I agree. I, I don't, I'm not worried about Quincy at all. Um, even if he's not scoring, um, he's going to do good things for this team. Um, I know he only had two rebounds tonight and he only had four, like he had two points and four rebounds against Indiana. So it's two, Pretty pretty big clunkers in a row for him. Um, but like you said, before that, he had six double-doubles in the eight prior games. So it's there. Um, you know, Terrence is back now. 
for the that's this fourth game now with him back. So things are gonna change from the way they were the six games he was out. So maybe that's an maybe that's an impact from Terrence coming back as well because um, Quincy did have to score more and all that uh, with Terrence out. So not well, worried about Quincy. I, I think he's a he's gonna stay in the starting lineup. He's gonna continue to play decent defense and get rebounds. He's probably just not going to score 15, 18 a night like um, like he had when Terrence was out. And let's just address this too. Um, it's just something that, I mean, we've kind of talked about at times, and I think everybody – I mean, I'm not saying any, any – I'm not going to say anything that nobody knows or doesn't know, but this team is, is far from perfect, and they have plenty of flaws. Yeah. We have seen the good side – of how this roster is constructed and what this team can do. This the way they the way this team is built largely with I would call them wings um that can spread the floor and do a lot of different things, but that does put you in situations at times where you're going to be outmatched in different in different scenarios, different matchups, things like that. Quincy Garrier is is probably not the most efficient four man in the country. Uh, but that's the role he's playing on this team. And there are times where he's going to be outmatched by somebody else because that's just that's just not who he is. Real. It's just how this roster is built. It's just – it is what it is. So there are going to be flaws and there's going to be moments. It's been a rough stretch for Quincy, but I think he'll be fine. Um, what else? Bootzilla. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, we We appreciate you. What else? What else? Mark wants to make sure we clip the we don't fight on this show <laughs> so we can play it back when Craig's burner account launches. No one asks Logan. Burn, uh, burners good. have been burners have been quiet lately. I haven't really been in the burner mood lately. I still haven't found them. I will find them one day. <laughs> we disabled the the reactions. I didn't Michael. disable anything. Oh, I disabled mine. <laughs> oh. Did I disable mine? <laughs> Whatever. Um, all right. What else do we need to talk about? Do we want to do everyday guy? Do you want to do? Uh, sure. I mean, I think my answer is Dane Danger. We don't get to say his name a lot. Oh, um, okay. I, I I could obviously go with one of the twenty point scorers or or the Ty Rogers thing. I mean, I think that's you know would be obvious. But Dane Danger. This was a Dane game. We don't get a lot of Dane games Dane anymore, game. especially in Big Ten play. So uh, that was you know due largely in part to Coleman's foul trouble, but. Uh, you know, seven points, five rebounds in eleven minutes. I will, I will give it to Dane Danger tonight. Okay. I thought so I will let you pick any, of, any pick of the double figure scores. <laughs> I'm gonna. I want to go with Ty because I don't like to pick like a leading scorer. But the way Marcus did it tonight, I think I'm gonna go with Marcus. Yeah. He's just such a smart basketball player. Um. Bardo kept saying it, how patient he is and how he can uh, score off of two feet. And I just I'm I'm to the point where if he has the ball, eighty percent of the time something good's gonna happen. I feel like late in the shot clock, he does have the the turnover yips a little bit. He kicks yeah. the ball off his foot sometimes, and he he has some stupid turnovers. But some uh, of the shots that he makes and the the decisions and the way he gets them to go, it's like. You came from SIU? 
<laughs> you played it. You played it. SIU. <laughs> yeah. I so, mean, I, I do think yeah. some of the turnover stuff just comes from usage. I the ball's just yeah. in his hand a lot. He only had one turnover tonight, so um, yeah. you know that's that's obviously better than than we've seen some from some nights. But as I said, the ball's just in Marcus's hands a lot, and he's not a point guard. He's not a facilitator. He he's can do not. a lot of things, but yeah. So that's just going to happen. Tim Lee, what's Marcus's NIL deal? He's probably underpaid. Yeah, he probably is underpaid. Quattro's <laughs> Pizza. <laughs> I haven't had Quattro's uh, Pizza in so long. When was the I last know, time you had Quattro's Pizza? You go um, to that area fairly frequently. I haven't been to Carbondale, though. We don't go to Carbondale anymore. Uh, last time I was at Carbondale was this. There. Yeah, we went to the super sectional, Pinckneyville versus Titopolis last year, but we didn't have time to go. Um, it's probably been 2018, maybe 2017, 2018. I went and had quattro's with a buddy, with a friend. I miss it. Yeah. One day. Uh, I did want to talk about this that your dad brought up the defense. A couple other people have brought it up. So I'm sorry if I didn't Shh, bring your don't comment tell me, here. Please, my dad. <laughs> Tim, sorry. Tim <laughs> Lee with the same last name as Logan. Um, this my was burner. our drive at Northwestern. It's Craig's burner. <laughs> Tim Lee is my, it's my burner. You caught me. You caught me. Uh, the defense has been rough lately. That's a weakness. We thought the same thing in Northwestern. Obviously not as bad tonight, but you did give up 75. They did shoot 50%. Um, it's not as good as it was in the beginning of the season. And I don't, I don't, know what happened well okay i i don't disagree with that and i do think the defense has somehow gotten worse but let's also address the fact that illinois didn't play a lot of tough competition in the beginning of the season uh, that's um true. so like i i understand i've seen those numbers about you know defensive efficiency how it was like you know prior to whatever point and how it's changed but like i know i say the big 10 sucks but like Outside of Florida Atlantic and Tennessee and Marquette, Illinois didn't play anybody before January. So, like, yeah, those numbers are going to be a little skewed. Um, I, I do think something has happened with the defense. I do think there are issues there. But I, I also think that some of that defense efficiency stuff is just based on who they played more so than anything. Um, I, I I think the part of the defensive problem is what I kind of mentioned earlier. I think it's some of it's just matchup based. I just don't think there are, there are particular players and matchups in this conference that just does not fare well for Illinois. That wasn't necessarily the case tonight. Um, and yes, they did give up seventy five, but you still scored eighty seven. So yeah. like, if you put up eighty seven yeah. points, yeah, it'd be great to limit a team to sixty. But like, that's just not realistic. Like, that's not Illinois that's is really going to up to number. So, Number five in Ken Palm offense, which is insane. 34th in defense. Yeah, they're scoring a lot of points. <laughs> they're, yeah. And they're doing it uh, at, a, at a good clip. So, yeah, I agree. Good the question. defense has some issues. but Good question from Jeff. Do you put the ball in Marcus's hands or Terrence's hands for the last shot at the end of the game? Right now, Terrence – or right now, Marcus. And Correct. I think the rest of the year it stays Marcus. I think he's going to make the, the smart decision. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, you know, I, you could certainly make a case that at some point Terrence earns the right to have that back. Um, and he very well could, I think he is still this team's best player, but uh, yeah. in that situation, I agree with you. I think that, you know, I was fine with putting the ball in Marcus's hands at, you know, at the end of regulation of the Northwestern game. And I, I didn't dislike the shot that he took. It just didn't go in. Um, yeah. I think that's, yeah. 
I think the ball is in Marcus's hands at this point. Could change. Thank you. Uh, but I, I agree. I think you, you trust him to, to make that. Yep. Give him the ball top the key, set a ball screen, or let him get into his breakdown and just make sure he goes or tries to go to Terrence's side to where Terrence is open on the wing if he does need to kick out. Uh, and then you can you can get it to Terrence from there. Um, yes. A couple more. I just want to flash this up there. Here. I failed out. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I don't think right. you're the only one. Yeah, <laughs> plenty of people have. I don't think you're the only one at SIU that did that. Uh, this one, Dwayne, what really is holding Dane's playing time? Skill, conditioning, decision-making. Really, what is holding him back? I ask you that, Logan. You want me to, you want me to start with this? Yeah. Um, I think it's largely the fact that Coleman Hawkins is playing a lot of minutes. I think that's really what this comes down to. And I think Coleman's style of play fits this team better than what Dane does. Dane is just not as effective in this offense. Uh, he is more limited in what he can do. Yes, he certainly can still help you out. Uh, but Dane has looked better tonight than he had in weeks. So I, I don't think it's necessarily conditioning. Part of it's decision-making. I do think, as we've talked about, you mentioned in the past, he kind of suffers from that Kofi syndrome of, you know, once he gets the ball, it's over type of thing. Um, I just, I don't think he's, I just don't think he's the right player for this system. And when you have Coleman Hawkins playing the way that he is, and as much as he is, it it's really going to put a hindrance on, on Dane's minutes. I think that's really what it comes down to. My burner me, beat me to it. <laughs> yes, Dane, he does. Yes. Dane operates in the post. I mean, yeah. he, he, yeah, Coleman bring Correct. Coleman. You can play five out Dane. He's a, po like he is on the block. He's in the lane and that's not what Brad wants to do offensively. Um, it's okay for a five minute stretch, eight minute stretch. Um, but that's not the offense Brad wants to run. So yeah. that I think we've, that as well as yes, he he can't guard very well. So we've talked about this before, but Dane, when you have a player like Kofi, you change your offense to go around Kofi Cobert. Dane yes. Danger is not Kofi Cobert. So Brad's not just he's just not gonna change the offense that he wants to run with the roster that he has. If Coleman didn't come back. Dane would be seeing a lot of minutes in this team. This offense would look a lot different. Yeah, it, it would. You would have to play Dane a lot more, and he would have to. You would be clogging up the paint. There, it would just. It, it just limits you more when he's out there. Like it's unfortunate because I do think he's a talented player, but I, I don't think he's a particularly good Big Ten center, and he he just limits you, offensively and defensively. That's really nothing against him. It's just the situation he's in. Georgia Tech beat North Carolina too. So number three and number five go down tonight. I don't have anything else. The chat has uh, died down a little bit. I think we answered enough questions. We'll be on here for 35 minutes. So okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Next up, uh, Illinois hosts Nebraska on Sunday. That is like a late Sunday game. It's like a mm -hmm. six o'clock start or five o'clock start or something. Um, but yeah, I haven't watched it. Huh? 6.30, Big Ten Network. Why? Why is that a – why on a Sunday? Who's no NFL. You can point? play whenever you want now. I hate it. Uh, yeah. Except, Sunday, ne Nebraska, except next Sunday. The 11th, uh, you Nebraska can't play whenever you want. Nebraska is um, 
certainly not top tier Big Ten team, but they are a dangerous Big Ten team. Better at and home than Illinois, on the road. Correct. Yes, they are better at home than they are on the road, and this game is in Champaign. So you have that going for you, but this is a Nebraska team that already has three quad one wins. <laughs> um, so I don't think they've yeah. won a Big Ten game on the road this season. Probably not. They have not. I, okay. Minnesota, well, you you know Wisconsin, more. Iowa, Rutgers, Maryland. Yes, that is correct. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. They they still got some talent. They still can play. They're still looking like maybe a tournament team. But yes, they do not play well on the road. So that uh, works in Illinois' favor. But I have seen crazier things happen. We will come back to you uh, Sunday night after that game. Did I just go out of focus? Mm-hmm. That's weird. Um, but yeah, that's next Sunday night, Nebraska. Craig and I will see each other before then. Yeah, I don't know how long you're gonna how long you're gonna keep me in Louisville. <laughs> However long you want. If, if the game was earlier, we would obviously watch it together and do a post game yeah. show live. But I'm not yeah. staying there all the way until um, then. So no, <laughs> I will make it back in time. Uh, yeah, Craig right. and I are going to hang out on Saturday, so I'm sure we'll have plenty to complain about uh, when we uh, separate, and uh, then we'll be back for another show. It's going to be night. like our first time like hanging out in a long time. That's true. Yeah, I mean, you're, I saw you at your wedding, but you know, you had a thousand people there, and you know, way, people way more pe- important than me. So yeah, because someone um, would come on the dance floor. Really? That's what. Stop it. I'm not, okay, fair enough. Um, all right, we're going to shut it down. Yeah. Final from Columbus, 87-75. Illinois advances to – what did we say the record was? Honestly, I, I honestly 16, forgot. We talked about it. and 16-5? and five. Sure. 16-5. 7-3. and 7-3 in Big Ten play. Next up is Nebraska in Champaign Sunday night. We will – Catch you guys then. For Craig, I'm Logan. We'll see you on Sunday. Bye. <laughs>